0: The Woodside Church podcast. Nice to see you all. Um, I've dislocated a bit to make sure I don't block the words uh, coming on the screen. This morning, the message is a question that I want all of us to consider as we approach the season of Christmas. And it's a very simple question. Do you know the Christ of Christmas? And Christmas is a very joyous time of year. The Christmas trees come out. Gifts starts arriving under the tree. We sing carols. We wrap gifts. We make preparations for Turkey, visit friends, sing carols, spend time with friends and loved ones. So there is a few good aspects of Christmas and we all enjoy it, I enjoy it. Um, In November, as early as November, you can hear uh, carols all over so most of the time on our way to school to drop the kids, Christmas carols, and it changes the atmosphere. But the question I want us to answer, that is it all about the feel-good aspect or there is more to Christmas? This week at work, we were supposed to have a Christmas party on Thursday, So, we've all dressed up, it was supposed to start at half one. So, I was working from home that day in my uh, Christmas jumper, waiting for the time to arrive. And then around half eleven, an email comes that, in view of uh, the government announcement, uh, the party is cancelled. So, we missed it by a day because Boris made that announcement on Wednesday. There are questions I want us to ponder over. What does, it, what does Christmas actually mean? And what is a good Christmas? And can actually Christmas be cancelled? And what is the true meaning of Christmas? And I think in the past year or so, we've really been tested Last year, there was nothing well. Christmas was cancelled, no carols, you couldn't visit your friends. And so it really made us to question, what is actually Christmas? And you can split it in two. There are people who enjoy it because it's a good time of year. The feeling is so good. So there are those who like Christmas because of their enjoyment, because of all that is associated with preparing for Christmas. And I mean, there is so much to enjoy about Christmas. But there are others too, the second group, who need it. They need Christmas because it speaks of hope beyond this world. And so that's the question this morning. To you, is Christmas only about the feel-good aspect? Only about the gifts, only about the atmosphere, only about visiting friends, listening to carols, not going to work, putting your feet up to enjoy the movies, Or is it because of the hope that it brings? And I think that is the difference ultimately where our hope lies. Does it lie in the things around us or it lies on God's promises? So this morning I want us to look at the prophecy that um, isaiah brought and before we read just to set the context so the isaiah was prophesying at a time that god's judgment was on its way so there was a lot of darkness there was a lot of disobedience god's people were in trouble because the assyrians were going to attack they were going to invade. But in the midst of the gloom and the despair, this prophecy came through. In the midst of the confusion, in the midst of the fear, the unfaithfulness, the disobedience, sin was in abundance and God's judgment was on its way. So that was the context. That was the context. We as humanity, we are going through some big challenges. Just at the time that we thought, oh, COVID is, you know, we are almost through it, we know how to manage it. Then a new variant also crops up. And we don't know whether Christmas in quotes, will be cancelled again, or not. So there is gloom around, there is sin, there is despair, there is fear around us, even today. And in the midst of this, God still speaks. Just as he spoke to the people of God, he's speaking to us. So we read from Isaiah 9, 1 to 7. It says, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. And it continues, for us in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. The bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. The people were under oppression. They were under the power of sin. And Isaiah is prophesying that God is breaking through. We've sung this morning that he came down to rescue us. Every warrior's boot used in battle, every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Why is this going to happen? and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. What a beautiful passage. In the midst of gloom, in the midst of despair, in the midst of sin, in the midst of hopelessness, this message comes to the people of God. The word is that light is coming into the darkness. We had a testimony this morning. Nobody likes darkness. And so when that happens, this message tells us that all is not lost, even when circumstances are difficult, we shouldn't lose hope, because God is still at work. So contained in this passage is the meaning and message of Christmas, as well as the description of the name of Christ, who is the reason of Christmas. So let's look at the meaning of Christmas. So in Isaiah 9, verse 2, the first part, it says that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And you see, in this world, Christmas is, it has a different meaning to the world. And perhaps you as a person, it may also have a different meaning. Christmas has turned out to be a way for us to highlight the joys of this world. But from what we've read, Christmas is not about highlighting the joys of life. But it is to shine light on the darkness of life. And that is the deep and true meaning of Christmas. You see, when you interpret Christmas just on the joys of this life, when those things do not exist, then Christmas will be lost. Because you have no gifts, you have nobody to go to, you may not even have food to eat, you may not have all the things you wanted, and if Christmas, like so many people see it, is just about the joys of this life, then in the absence of those things, Christmas may not exist for you. But that is not the true meaning of Christmas. It's about God coming and shining light in the darkness. He says, for to us a child is born, a son is given. This is a very powerful phrase here. To us a child is born. God coming in human form. He was coming in human form so he needed to be born just like any of us. He took on the form of humanity. But it says to us a son is giving by the perfect will of God, by the sovereign will of God. He gives Jesus to us as a gift. And in that phrase, you see both the God as a man, coming down as a man, and we also see his nature as a God. Out of the sovereign will of God, he gives us that gift. So the true meaning of Christmas is God coming to earth in human form. That is what Christmas means. It has nothing to do with the enjoyment that we associate with. In John 1.14, he says that he became born of our bone and flesh of our flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. He came and dwelt amongst us. Darkness acts in many ways. Darkness that we experience in our life manifests in different ways. In Galatians 5.19, for example, it talks of the acts of the flesh impurity, sexual immorality, idolatry, witchcraft, discord, jealousy, selfish ambition, envy, all these are examples of the sinful nature. Jesus came to shine light on this darkness. Christmas is about God coming in the human form. What about the message? The message of Christmas is the message of hope. Just as Isaiah prophesied to the people in the midst of the despair, in the midst of the difficulty. The message of Christmas is the message of hope. And it's about God reconciling the world to himself. Through Christ, It is about Christ coming into the world to change the narrative. So he came and the difference he made was that he changed the narrative from gloom to glory. He changed the narrative from darkness to light, from sadness to joy, and from defeat to victory. And in Matthew 1, 21, it says that you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. He is the only one who can save us from our sins. He is the only one who can rescue us from hopelessness. As we heard our sister brought this morning about Christmas, it can also be a very lonely time of year when everybody meets up with family and you have nowhere to turn to, where you feel that you've messed up and there is no hope anywhere, I want to remind you that Jesus came because of that darkness. He came to shine his light on that darkness. He came because of that difficulty. He came to change the narrative from gloom to glory. And I don't know if you've ever seen a car on the highway at night, maybe a broken-down car with the mechanic around, they need to put on the lights to see where the challenge is, where the trouble is. Without the light, you cannot actually fix anything in the darkness. Light helps us to see the danger around, so we can take action. It awakens us to the situation around us. But God did not only come to shine light on our darkness, he also came to fix things. He is a fixer, so he's not only shining light on the darkness, but he's also there to fix things. A few years ago, a friend of mine at work gave me a book, one of uh, uh, these self-help books, and it's talked about 30 principles that top executives adopt so that they stay at the top, invincible executives. So I was looking at it, I read through, I mean, nothing special, it's just common sense put together. So I read it, most of it was talking about people and how, you know, they've progressed in their career and how successful they had become. So I said, okay, this book was written some years back. I will find out about the author, where is he himself? And to my surprise, he has committed suicide. What a very sad story. And you see, it's not just about shining light on the darkness. It's not just about identifying the problems. He didn't have the power to change things he didn't that he didn't have that power to transform but the god the christ we are talking about here he only does not shine the light but he changes the narrative because he's god coming in the form of man and so that's very sad story of pointing people to the ideal situation but with no power To actually get there. And that is the difference. That Christ makes. The story of Christmas. Is illustrated in John chapter 4. 7 to 26. And. um, I'll encourage you to read it. At your spare time. The beautiful story. Of the encounter of Jesus. With the Samaritan woman. It is a beautiful story of Christmas at work. So the Samaritan woman had come to draw water, and then Jesus goes by and says, would you give me some of the water? And the woman said, you are a Jew, I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? And then Jesus answers, if you knew the gifts of God, and who it is that asks you for a drink? You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And then the lady goes on and talks about you know, all the um, history he knows about the well and the fact that Jacob built it and he also drank from it. And then Jesus continues, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst and then it goes on he says i will give the water i give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life Then the woman says, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to come back here to draw water. And then Jesus says, Go and call your husband and come back. Jesus was shining light into darkness at that point. Jesus was reminding the Samaritan woman of the darkness in her life. And the woman said, no, I have no husband. Then Jesus said, yes, you are right. You actually have five. You've had five husbands. And then he starts to come home. Then the woman said, are you a prophet? In verse 25, it says, the woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. What a beautiful story of Jesus shining light into the darkness, pointing the woman to eternal life and say, no matter the brokenness, no matter your history, I've come, I've brought light, and I also have the ability to help you fix things. The Christ of Christmas. The Christ of Christmas is called a wonderful counselor. The word wonderful in this context means incomprehensible. We can't understand him. He is beyond our comprehension. You can't define who this man is. We can't have a word in the English dictionary that fully describes God. It's impossible. He is a counselor. In the Old Testament, counselors like Solomon are people who give good advice. The Christ of Christmas is a wonderful counselor. Proverbs 3 says, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6, he says that in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. James 1:5. He says that if we lack wisdom, we should ask God, who gives generously. He is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God. And when you read the story of Jesus calming the storm in Matthew eight twenty-seven, So Jesus was with the disciples. And suddenly, in verse 24, it says that suddenly a furious storm came on the lake and swept over into the boat but Jesus was still sleeping then the disciples went to him to say Lord save us he replied you of little faith why are you so afraid then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm the men were amazed and asked what kind of man is this Even the winds and the waves obey him. They encountered the mighty God. They encountered the Son of God who was a mighty, who is a mighty God as well. Have you encountered Christ in that way? Have you encountered God in your life? Or he still seems far away. Just as the disciples were amazed and asked that question Have you encountered the power of God in your life? He is called an everlasting father. His fatherhood never ends. No matter how good our earthly fathers are, they have limitations. A time is coming, they will pass on. But everlasting father in this context means father forever. This father, his fatherhood never ends. And we see that the, the, the heart of this father in Luke chapter 15 and verse 20. he says that, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. That is the heart of the father, an everlasting father, a father who loves us unconditionally. This is the story of the prodigal son coming back home. And the Bible says that while he was still far off, he had totally missed the mark. He was far off while he was still in the state of confusion. This father who was filled with compassion ran to find him. If you feel that you've missed the mark, if you feel that you've made so many mistakes and you are not worthy of the love of God, I want to remind you this morning that he wants to put his arms around you. He wants to give you a kiss. He wants to embrace you just as the sun was far off. His love is still available to you today. He is Prince of Peace. And there are many religions in this world. They are good at telling you of your sins. They will shine the light on all your weaknesses. They will tell you where you've gone wrong and what you have to, what sacrifices you need to atone for your sins. But they lack the power to transform and to change jesus came and he has the power to give us the ability to overcome sin in our lives romans 5 and verse 8 says that god demonstrates his love towards us that whilst we were still sinners christ died for us and because of that sacrifice we are restored to a relationship of peace with God. You see, in this period, there are many situations where there is no peace. Sometimes even between families. It's sad that some families may not be getting together this Christmas because there is no peace. It's sad that because there is no peace, people, some people may not even enjoy this season. Perhaps you could be that agent of peace, to spread that peace that comes through Christ. He is the Prince of Peace because he is the only one who has the power to restore that relationship with God. So in conclusion, the Christmas story is about God coming to earth in human form. It's not about Santa Claus. It's not about how many gifts is under the Christmas tree. They are all good. It's good we celebrate with understanding. It's good we celebrate. But we need to understand that Christmas is not about the secular definitions. It is about a message of hope. That light is shining in the darkness. God has the power to break through every darkness in our life. God has the power to transform us, to restore us. God has the power to reconcile us to Christ. He can turn your story from gloom to glory. Just as the light worked in the days that we've seen even in the Bible, that Christ is still alive today. The Christ of Christmas is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Just like the woman, the Samaritan woman met Christ, have you met this Christ of Christmas? Have you encountered his power in your life? We are not talking about us coming together as a group? Have you met him personally? Have you had that personal conversation with Christ, just as the woman had? He knew her, he knew her story. And I want to assure you this morning that Jesus knows your story. And just as he spoke into the life of the Samaritan woman, he will speak hope, he will speak healing, he will speak transformation into your life. Have you met this Christ? And have you allowed his light to shine on you? Or you are hiding it, you've covered it up just like the Samaritan woman, allow this light to shine in your life. And the last question is, how do you plan to share this light this Christmas? Christmas is a great opportunity to talk about our faith. Over Christmas dinner, over turkey, When you meet our people, ask them, what does Christmas mean to you? Tell them about Christ. Tell them what Christmas means to you. If you meet somebody who is lonely, remind the person that it's just for that reason that Christ came, to break the power of sin and to restore us to himself. Christmas is not about Santa Claus. I saw this uh, caption a friend sent uh, on Facebook. It says that Santa Claus is not coming, but Jesus Christ is. Santa Claus is not coming this Christmas. He's not going to change things around, but Jesus Christ is. You see, January is one of the most depressive uh, months of the whole year. Why? Because we go this high and then we come low. Because Christmas is over. But the peace and the transformation that the Christ of Christmas brings, it lasts all year round. It lasts through all the difficulties. It lasts through all the challenges because he is an everlasting God. As we prepare for Christmas let's make sure that we encounter this Christ of Christmas so that we have a Christmas that is meaningful, that is purposeful, so that we can also be a blessing to people around us. Shall we pray? Do you know this Christ of Christmas? Have you met this Christ of Christmas personally? What is the darkness in your life? What is the hopelessness? What is the gloom? What is making you so apprehensive? What is troubling you this morning? Christmas is about light shining in darkness. It's about God coming in human form to give us that power to overcome sin, to overcome the challenges in our life. If you don't know Christ, if you don't know Him, He is available to you. The Word says that for all those who received Him, He gave them the power to become children of God. He loved us so much that he sent his son to come to die for us. Perhaps you are a Christian and there's some darkness in your life, things that are troubling you. Give it to Jesus this morning. Ask him to shine his light over that challenge, over the situation over the fear, over the anxiety. The darkness of sin, the darkness of fear, the darkness of anxiety. Ask him to shine his light over that. Let's pray that we will be people of peace this Christmas, that wherever we find ourselves, we will be agents of peace. Father, we thank you so much for sending your Son to come to us to shine light in our hopelessness, yes, sir. to shine light in darkness, yes, sir. and to bring us hope even in this world. We pray that this Christmas we will reflect on this message that it will be a time of renewal in our lives. We pray that the power of sin will be broken in our lives. That any form of bondage, the light that you bring, the power that you bring, a mighty God, will break through in our lives. We thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. (laughs)